Hey, welcome back to the Muslim Intelligence Podcast. I'm Ben Pakulski. As always, this podcast is framed around living your greatest life in a body of love. And people ask why I started the podcast and where it came from and where the, the mission ultimately became clear. And I spent a couple of days in the mountains this week, uh, literally disconnected from Wi-Fi signals, uh, disconnected from phone signals, and got a lot of time to ponder this and uh, wanted to get some clarity for you and ultimately for myself and why I spent some time thinking about it. And so if you guys don't know the backstory of muscle intelligence, it's worth hearing very quickly anyways. It's a, there, there's many layers to the backstory behind muscle intelligence. But um, when I started university, which would have been 2000-ish, I was 19, uh, Canada, we call it university for those Americans out there. Um, and ultimately, I wanted to become a professional bodybuilder. You know, when I was 17, I wanted to become a professional bodybuilder. And I was looking... Um, almost obsessively for someone to lead me, someone to model. And uh, I found the likes of Charles Poliquin, uh, I found the likes of Milo Sarchev, and they were identified as being the smartest guys I could find, and certainly in, in, in and around the muscle building space. And there was guys like Dorian Yates, who I thought was incredible, and obviously a lot of really um, effective bodybuilders, people who are really, really good at building a ton of muscle, getting in great shape, and I respected that so much. I respected the, the quality of their physiques. I had a huge amount of appreciation for the condition they achieved and attained. Um, and for those of you out there who haven't got into that type of condition, uh, I strongly suggest you do it at one point in your life. The value gained from um, getting in, in, you know, subhuman levels of body fat is uh, can't be overstated, right? So one, restricting the types of food you eat. And so ultimately, uh, helping your palate redevelop its appreciation for food. Uh, but two, just the, the level of discomfort and discipline that you have to go through intentionally by choice uh, is very powerful, right? So uh, I suggest everyone do a diet at some point in their life or a restrictive diet. However, I do not suggest everyone compete because competing can really shift your relationship with food. I see this day in, day out. I almost try to dissuade people from competing because it becomes this uh, reward-based signal, right? So if I do really well, then I can eat this junk food and, and that's a really bad place to be. And I've seen hundreds, of, if not thousands of people um, ruin their physiques, not only short-term, but for life. Um, because of this negative relationship created with food because of competing. So if you're someone who wants to get on stage and your goal is to compete, that's wonderful. But do it in such a way that is sustainable for life. And that's really where this kind of comes to fruition. I'll reverse it in a little bit. Um, so when I was looking for this, this coach or mentor, I ended up hiring a guy named Scott Abel, who was useful uh, in the beginning, uh, although you know, fast forward, I realized um, he was a very different person than I thought he was. Um, no, nothing wrong. Just uh, I didn't realize the level of um, poor health that was associated with bodybuilding. And I really wanted to be healthy. You know, it's, it's ironically, you know, anyone who's met me early in my career would have would have uh, attested to this. One of the first questions I asked was, how do you feel? Are you healthy? I remember uh, asking a few really high-level bodybuilders and getting mad at me because I asked that question. Uh, and that was a real concern for me. I was like, well, I want to be Mr. Olympia, but I also want to be healthy. And uh, the truth is, 
if I listed off all the things that I thought needed to go into muscle building, even at that young age, there's absolutely no one who was uh, even thinking about them, right? So bodybuilding had become a obviously very training-centric culture, a uh, very food-centric culture, but also a very drug-centric culture. And I think um, I won't deny that's a part of it, um, but... Uh, I think there's so much more that no one was considering. No one in, in, the, in the space of muscle building and fitness was even looking at optimizing the athlete. So I started looking outside of bodybuilding. I started looking at Olympic coaches. I started looking at college level coaches. I started looking at researchers and doctors and you know, how do we optimize the human system? So it was my belief at the time and, and, and has grown since then that if you optimize the human system, the body will grow because ultimately when we're training or we're trying to lose body fat or we're just going through life, what are we asking the body to do? We're asking it to adapt. And adaptation, by definition, is dependent on health. So if we look at the definition of health, my definition anyways, is the ability to adapt to impose demand. So if I stress the system, a healthy system adapts quickly, almost instantaneously in some cases, right? An unhealthy system takes a lot longer to adapt. When we're young, we get sick, we bounce back. We get injured, we bounce back, right? We start to get older and it takes a little longer. And that's, in my eyes, a degrading health. Um, so this is really where this trilogy of lean, healthy, muscular comes into the conversation for life, right? So I asked this question yesterday on the Facebook group, the Muscle Intelligence Facebook group. If you could define your goal in three words, what would it be? And the most common one, believe it or not, that came up was healthy. Uh, and I think that's so important that you guys realize that. Muscle building is definitely the goal, but health is a precursor to muscle building, right? If your body starts to lose its ability to adapt because it's not healthy, you don't grow. So I wrote down a whole bunch of notes here from, for which we can go through the show. And I've got a really new, cool new format. So we're going to go through quotes and books and tips and questions. Um, but really staying focused on this, this topic, you know, if I wrote down lean, healthy and muscular. So if you, if you kind of dig one layer deeper, lean, that's aesthetic. I want to look good, right? I want to look great because it, it brings me confidence and it brings me so many more benefits than that, right? Uh, if I walk into a room as someone who's lean, not just me, but anybody, you immediately have people's respect, maybe, and uh, maybe some credibility um, because they see, wow, this person actually takes care of themselves, or maybe this person ha has work ethic, or maybe this person sees through with their goals, or you know, maybe they're just genetically blessed. But I, either way, being lean is a desirable trait as a human being. Um, and that obviously shifts then over into being healthy, although being lean and healthy are not synonymous. You can definitely be lean and not healthy. We know that. Um, but we want to be lean, I think, as a precursor to uh, having a great aesthetic, having great confidence, and ultimately not having dysregulated hormones and dysregulated uh, appetite, right? So I think lean is a big piece of this. And then we look at health. And health, as I say, is the ability to adapt. Health is the ability to um, subject myself to higher and higher amounts of stress intentionally and allow my body to adapt. And that's what training ultimately is. I wanna be able to adapt quickly from stress. And that should be a graded stimulus, right? I wanna subject myself to more and more and more stress from the gym, from uh, cardio, fr from whatever ultimately, maybe it's a sauna, maybe it's aerobics uh, or aerobic training. 
and my body should be able to adapt faster. That's how we, this is the hormetic theory of training, right? The hermetic theory of life. Hormetic, hormesis is this uh, graded exposure to stress ultimately, right? I, I intentionally subject my body to a stress. My body shifts away from homeostasis. And then the adaptation, the allostatic adaptation is bringing me back to homeostasis in a way that hopefully is stronger and better than the first time I started. That happens at the level of DNA, right? So the DNA now is transcribing new proteins to allow your body to do this process better whatever that process is. If it's synthesize more protein, synthesize more testosterone, uh, eliminate more glucose or insulin or, or whatever it happens to be. Inflammation, all these, these processes either get upregulated or downregulated if they're not stimulated, right? Use it or lose it. So if we don't use something, your body will downregulate that process at a, at a genetic level. <clears throat> so we intentionally want to subject our body to a wide away array of stressors uh, hopefully um, use stress, positive stress, not massive amounts of negative stress, although negative stress is also very subjective, right? I think all stress at some level can be useful if it's perceived as such. If it, you know, if something is, is stressful and it's making me um, anxious, it's making me uh, fearful, well, that's a very different thing. And maybe I need to just change my perception of it uh, and then realize, hey, it's just a signal. Like anything in life, it's only only stressful if you perceive it as such, right? There's stuff going on in life for all of us right now. We're all going through an interesting time. And I think that uh, acknowledging these stresses as the opportunity to change, it's a signal to say, hey, pay attention to me. I need to get better. I get stressed all the time too. And I just see it as, thank you. I need to work harder. Thank you. I need to step into something here. I need to lean in on some aspect of my life, right? If I'm not sleeping well, I need to do more to, to help my stress levels. If I'm not recovering well, I need to do more to support my recovery with nutrition and being outside or, or whatever it happens to be, right? So if, if something, if you feel anxious, well, there's a cue. Maybe you need to control your breathing. You need to improve your aerobic stress. Maybe you need to do some stress interventions. Maybe you need to change the thing that's causing stress. Right? Stress is not a bad thing, it's just a fact of life. Asking their body to adapt because all the stress itself is literally causing the adaptation, right? whatever that adaptation needs to be. So lean, obviously aesthetic, health is I think associated massively with longevity, right? We wanna be healthy, we also wanna adapt. Um, so when people say longevity, it's health, like I gotta be healthy, and then uh, muscular. And I, I think muscular for me, and hopefully for you, is a lot more than just how you look. It's vitality, right? So as we age, uh, I want to be vital. I want to have vigor and rigor and strength and confidence and great posture and the ability to do absolutely anything, right? This is the concept behind the Renaissance man, right? I want to be able to, to play basketball. I want to be able to hike a mountain. I want to be able to ride my bike for 50 miles. I want to be able to do anything the snap of a finger, the drop of a hat. And that to me means you need to be muscular. How muscular is completely up to you. That doesn't mean I need to be on the Mr. Olympia stage, but you need to have muscles that work, that are strong, based on the demands of your life. And this is kind of where this message of the podcast has transitioned to, away from you know, exclusively just like, hey, we're gonna help you get huge, even though I can absolutely do that, um, and we will help you do that, the foundation of it all needs to be this lean, healthy, and muscular body, and then you can decide to put on five pounds of muscle or 50 pounds of muscle and do it all with just graded exposure to stress and stimulus, right? If you wanna train, if you wanna build more muscle, 
You need to do it more often. You need to do it harder. You need to do it more diligently. This great quote that I'm going to keep repeating until it drives into your head is the worse I feel, the more committed I am to my protocol. So when it comes to, to um, training, the harder I push, the more I want to grow, the more committed I have to be to precision of training. If your form starts getting loose or your your training starts getting sloppy uh, when you're when you're ultimately trying to build more muscle, you're moving yourself further and further away from that goal so as you lean into hard training if you really want to build the maximum amount of muscle in the shortest amount of time the key is leaning into the execution doing things better not just more that's a huge misnomer in this industry right or in many industries unfortunately but this industry in particular is uh, when i say the fitness industry people think that more is better more is nonsense better is better and uh, if you want to ultimately build five pounds or 50 pounds the key is when it starts to get difficult what happens to the way you do things, right? Do you sleep better? Do you manage your stress better? Do you train better, not more? More is not the goal. I hope I can drive this home to everyone's mind. Uh, so important, but that's that's a good summary as to why this podcast exists, because there's no one out there for me doing these things. No one who is the, the hub of understanding all the things that go into this lean, healthy, muscular body. I wanted to be lean, I wanted to be huge, but I wanted to be healthy. And I think that's so important. Um, and, and hopefully this podcast does a great job of helping you guys start to understand that. So what goes into to all of these things, right? So obviously stress and sleep management and maybe recovery kind of get gets um, summed up in there as well. Obviously training, nutrition, supplements, mindset. I wanted someone who could, who could advise me on all those things. Like, well, how should I be thinking? How do I overcome these negative thoughts that just persist in my mind? Right. And this is all what the Muscle Intelligence Podcast has ultimately evolved to become. Someone asked me recently, Ben, will you prepare me for a contest? And I've talked about this a little bit. Uh, and the answer is I do prepare people for contests and uh, I actually really enjoy it. But it has to be someone who is first and foremost attached to living their greatest life, not just winning a seven dollar trophy. Right. I get the, the gold medal mindset. Right. You know, if you could take this pill, win the gold medal and die five years after 10 years after 90 percent of gold medal athletes would have said yes. But I don't think it needs to be that black and white choice. I don't think it's, um, hey, man, you, you're, you're going to win the gold medal, but then you have to die. I think it's uh, just an old, terrible paradigm that people are rethinking like, oh, I have to really hurt myself to push that level. At some point, there's no doubt pushing the boundaries of human performance is not healthy. There's no doubt. But it doesn't have to be for a long period of time, right? It doesn't have to be, hey, for the next 20 years, I'm going to I'm gonna beat myself into, into oblivion and ultimately I'm going to kill myself. Not, not literally, but maybe degeneratively. Um, I think it... You know, there's certainly acute periods where maybe four weeks before a contest, you're kind of not doing really good things for yourself. And that's not even drug wise. That's just like, hey, man, you're so depleted and pushing yourself so hard. Your stress is so high. But I view that as a hormetic stress. That's great. That's great. Good for you. Push harder. But let's let's learn to take the foot off the gas pedal. Right. We don't just keep pushing harder and harder and harder. And the body just starts to break down. And most people aren't concerned with the, lov the levels of health of their brain, the levels of health of their liver, their kidneys. They just push. And we got to monitor that stuff. It matters. So uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I began this podcast. And, you know, I have dove into training at the highest level that I need to uh, 
to get results for people. I have a high level of confidence in um, my ability to get a result for any human. Because muscle building is really, really, really easy. But if it feels hard for you, it's not because it's hard. It's because you're doing it wrong and you're missing the intricate details of the minutia that matters. And when you're a beginner, minutia does not matter. And the slightly more, if you're an intermediate, little things start to matter. It's when you're really advanced that the little stuff starts to matter most, right? The, the intricate details of exercise matter at a high level. So you get these people who start off getting amazing results, um, just doing whatever. It's beginner gains, right? Newbie gains. And then eventually that kind of wears out. And sometimes at that point, people go, you know, my joints start to hurt or I'm not making really good gains. And they start to say, well, maybe I'm not able to do this. Maybe I don't have the genetics. You know, it's very disempowering when your results start to slow down. But here's the reality. It has nothing to do with your genetics or your ability. It has to do with your skill set. You just don't know how yet. And if you want to continue to persist, I promise you it's so much easier than you realize. So much easier than you realize. It's, in fact, quite simple to build muscle. But do you know why it seems complex and convoluted in the fitness industry? Because they don't know how. <laughs> they just don't get it. And when we start to explain it to them in such a simple way, they're like, oh, Gosh, I, I feel like I know that. Like, it's so simple. I'm like, yes, it is. It's one of these things where, the, where the, the light bulb goes off and you realize like, oh, I knew that. Yeah, but you just never thought of it that way or you never were taught to think of it that way. We're all taught in high school that squat, bench, and deadlift are the best, but everyone's built very differently, aren't they? Everyone looks very different. My structure is very different than yours. It's very different than someone who's six foot nine. Why are we all doing the same exercises in the same way? doesn't make sense. It's not inherently human to just have to do all these three exercises. We have to learn to do them for our body based on this force being applied against our body from the outside. Exercise, resistance, it's all, the force is being applied against our body in a different way if we're structurally different, isn't it? So that means I can lay into a bench press, squat and deadlift and get amazing results and you may get terrible results, shoulder pain, lower back pain. That doesn't mean you can't build muscle. That just means you haven't learned to do it correctly yet for your body. So that's really what muscle intelligence has evolved to become. It's like, you know, I, I call uh, training my, my thin end of the wedge in the door, right? I'll get my foot in the door for you guys to go, hey, this guy actually knows what he's talking about when it comes to training. It's actually kind of easy. It's kind of simple. Maybe I'll listen to what else he's got to say. And then, oh, let's talk about recovery. Let's talk about how the autonomic nervous system is governing whether or not you build muscle. Right? And we've, you've heard me talk at length about the autonomic nervous system. Stress, sympathetic, parasympathetic. That's governing your, your ability to adapt, your adaptation to stress. So, gosh, we should, maybe you should pay, pay attention to that a little bit, right? What, I mean, control this thing. It's called autonomic, but I can actually influence it massively. So you want to improve your ability to recover? Mm, maybe you should pay attention to this thing. Oh, okay. Maybe what I eat isn't the most important thing that happens every day. It certainly matters, but maybe it's what my body does with what I eat. Oh, that's interesting. Right, so if I eat a, a chicken breast and broccoli, it's very different than if you eat a chicken breast and broccoli. Yes. Why? Because of a lot of factors that happen between the time it enters my mouth, including chewing, uh, including the microbiome, including in inflammation, including leaky gut. All these things are massively playing in to what my body does with what I eat. So someone who attaches to macros being the only thing that matters is frankly just incorrect. 
because there's a lot of things that happen between the, the front end or the top end and the bottom end, right? There's a lot of things that go on there. So these are the things that I'm wanting to bring to your attention with this podcast is let's go deep on all of the things that go into being lean, healthy, and muscular. And I'm going to add one more thing onto that for life, not just for one contest. Forget that. I don't want to get in shape once and be done with it. I want to be lean, healthy, and muscular for life. So this is something I call high-impact habits. What are the high-impact habits that I can implement right now that I have for the rest of my life so that I know I can be lean, healthy, and muscular for life, at least to the degree that I'm happy with? I don't have to be a Mr. Olympia competitor, right? I can be whatever feels healthy to you, whatever makes you feel most confident. And I want you guys to know you can do it. My mission is to empower you with the knowledge and skill set to love your body. Right? You can. You can absolutely build muscle. You can absolutely lose fat. But don't focus on losing fat. Don't. Focus on developing high-impact habits. How should I eat every day? What is the disempowering habit that I have every day? Ask yourself that question. Remove that. Just do that. Just remove the disempowering habit and watch what happens to your life and your body. And then start unraveling the layers of disempowering habits you've got. Right? So if you have that bad habit of, of eating late at night or you, you snack too much or you always eat this, like, oh, I have to eat this, remove it. All right, so we got some really interesting quotes that came through from Seneca this week. If you guys aren't already subscribed to the Daily Stoic, I'm going to read this passage from Seneca. Um, Show me someone who isn't a slave. One is a slave to lust, another to greed, another to power, and all are slaves to fear. I could name a former consul who was a slave to a little old woman, a millionaire who was a slave to a cleaning lady. No servitude is more abject than the self-imposed. Um, we're all a slave to something, ultimately, right? This is the victim mentality. We're a victim to our food. We're a victim to our environment, to our relationships, uh, to our bodies, right? Oh, you know, I really have to look this way or, or I, I'm, you know, I don't feel good about myself. You're a victim to your body. So interesting. And then people allow themselves to fall victim to their training. Oh, I can't do this. Bullshit. You just don't know how yet. And you're, you're subdu subduing yourself, subordinating yourself to anything. Training. Don't do that. If you want to empower yourself. I just, I always um, oppose these two sides, right? You're either empowering yourself or you're subordinating yourself. So you're empowering or you're victimizing yourself. So what are you subordinating yourself to today? Is it your eating? Is it your training? Oh, I have to train. I don't want to train. I don't do cardio. Are you going, hell, man, I get to do this. I get to wake up today and feel amazing. I get to wake up today and do this podcast. Sometimes it's not easy to get up and do a podcast, right? I love it. But there's some planning that goes into this stuff. And there's some work that goes into this stuff. You can't just jump on here and say, hey, I'm going to start talking to you guys about whatever. It's got to be a little bit of structure sometimes. I love it. I get to talk to the smartest people in the world. And I get to get amazing feedback and help you know hundreds, if not millions of people. It's pretty awesome. So I get to choose to do that. Hopefully, what do you guys can think about what you get to choose to do today and not um, becoming a victim to it. So... At the risk of letting this podcast run on too long, um, I want to do a few more things. So um, muscle intelligence as a brand is evolving. 
we're doing a lot of things going forward. You guys have known if I've been less active on social media, I apologize, sort of. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of social media. And I've really been working diligently on building my course. I've been building a personal training certification that uh, ultimately I want to empower more coaches around the world with the ability to understand this stuff because most coaches don't. Most certifications don't cover it and I don't fault anybody. I don't think it's a problem. Well, uh, maybe. But nobody's ever thought about it in the way that I have, I think, because there's very few people who are living on both sides of the fence. What does that mean? Practice and theory, right? So I'm so blessed to have been able to practice at literally the highest level in the entire world for 20 years as a professional bodybuilder. And I'm able, to, I'm blessed to be able to have learned at the highest level or of the highest level. I won't, I won't uh, definitely degrade what other people are doing because there's certainly people who are smarter than me at this. Um, but ultimately learn at a very high level and then put those two things together. And I've created this framework, right? Which is the six pillars of lean, healthy, muscular body. And I want to empower you guys with that stuff. And it goes deep on training and it goes deep on, on stress management. It goes deep on the autonomic nervous system and sleep and nutrition and the environment and mindset and all these things that are massively playing in to your ability to not only build muscle, but change your body and live your greatest life, right? So I don't just see muscle as this thing that makes us look great. It's this, this organ that's associated with vitality, with helping my body function better and ultimately access all these different activities that I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to be able to play with my kids when they're at their prime. I want to be able to run and sprint and jump and, and do anything because life is an adventure. Life is meant to be an adventure, isn't it? Like I want to be able to get up and, hey, let's go climb a mountain. Done. Hey, let's go do a 50-mile bike ride. Done. Right? I'm not attached to, well, I won't say anything, very many things. Right? If we just go, hey, I don't have any food, great. No problem, all right? Just go. As long as your body is healthy, you'll always be able to adapt. And I think muscle is a big part of that. Um, so uh, that's where this time has been going lately. And I just finished 12 weeks of mentorship of 30 high level, incredibly high level coaches from all around the world. We had people from Dubai, Australia, Alaska, Canada, the US. Um, Europe, tons in Europe, uh, and it was an incredible, incredible group. And we just wrapped up our, I think it was probably ended up being 14 weeks. We were supposed to do 12, we did 14 just because there was so much stuff we wanted to cover. Uh, amazing, amazing time. So anyone who was in that group, thank you guys. Uh, gosh, every single person impacted my life in such a positive way. And I realized how much I love doing that. I love being able to connect with each of one of you one-on-one. -on -one. I love being able to um, listen. I love being able to guide. And I don't say that I teach because I really don't know if I can teach. I, I just open the door, right? I open the door so you can walk through and you guys all realize how uh, empowered you are to change people's lives. And uh, if you're willing to step into the work, if you're willing to step into the learning ultimately, um, or the discovery maybe more accurately, you can change so many people's lives. And, and I never thought I would be teaching coaches. It was never something I set out to do. But I realize now to, to spread this mission of intelligent muscle around the world, um, it's going to require more than just me and more than just my small team here. And we're going to start to build an incredible army of coaches, trainers, um, therapists around the world. So we're building out this platform for you guys, which is a certification based on muscle, certification based on lean, healthy, muscular. There's going to be tons of mobility. There's going to be tons of stability. We've got um, some great contributors who go well beyond me uh, doing things in the nervous system and uh, so many incredible aspects to that course. 
hoping to launch that November 1st if we have enough uh, manpower. Again, if anyone out there who, who um, thinks they can positively contribute to the management of that, to the development of it, who has a background in science and wants to get into some of the content with us, always uh, feel free to apply. I'd love to have great people on my team and build this mission. Um, so that that's happening and, and uh, it's been fantastic. And I appreciate you guys having patience with me not being on social media because to be honest, uh, I spend time with my kids a lot. Um, I spend time developing my course. So if I'm not with my children, I'm developing the course. I'm studying, I'm learning, I'm reading, I'm, I'm researching, um, whatever it takes to ultimately deliver that great result. So someone asked uh, what books am I reading right now? And I wanna make this a part of the ongoing um, Q&A model. The Q&A format, I guess. So there's going to be a few things. So I want to end with um, the books, uh, one tip, and um, one quote, and someone I'm grateful for today because I think it's useful. And I want each and every one of you guys to maybe think about doing the same with your day. Be grateful for someone every day. Um, so the books, um, I'm, I'm actually reading three books right now or, or ongoing three books. The first one I want to talk about is going to be kind of out of left field, but I'm going to give this my highest vote. And I think every human listening to this, not only yourself, but everyone you know, should not only buy this book, but buy five copies and give it to four other people. Um, the book is called Love by Leo Buscalia. Don't wait. Get it right now. You can even stop this podcast and you can leave and go get it right now. But I highly suggest you get the audio. Um, he is amazing hilarious and uh, incredibly impactful in this audio. So the love book, the book is Love by Leo Buscaglia, spelt Buscaglia. Um, get it. Listen to it on repeat every day. I promise you will appreciate it. The guy is uplifting and is not, it's not weird. I know the title Love, he even mentions, he's like, everyone thinks it's going to be a weird, it's weird. and it, it, it's it's not weird. It's amazing, and I, I love it. I'm, I'm going to try to listen to it almost every day until it sinks into my unconscious mind and I can bring more love to the world. And he's just, uh, all this guy just exudes love in everything he says, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I know that sounds weird, guys, but I promise you it's, it's going to be a positive uh, experience for you. It's not weird and, and woo-woo and, and mushy. Uh, it's just great. And you certainly can read the book, but the audio is him not reading it. It's him doing basically what sounds like stand-up comedy, uh, and he's phenomenal. Uh, another book that I'm reading for like the third time now, and I suggest anyone do this who has an online business, Dotcom Secrets, uh, Russell Brunson. Uh, if you have an online business and you haven't read this book, you're missing out. Read that book, 1,000%. It'll change your business. He does an incredible job clarifying um how to clarify your audience, your message, and ultimately scale your business. And I love my business. And at the same time, I know that if I want to impact more people, I have to scale my business. So there's always a degree of business in everything we do at the end of the day. And hopefully it's done in an altruistic way, right? We talk about leading from your heart and making a greater impact. So I've learned to shift my focus from making money to creating an impact, which is why I created this master, this uh, mentorship, which ultimately we, we framed around impact. Right? I want to bring on people who want to create a greater impact. If you want to make money, awesome. Like Making money is easy when you create a greater impact, when you provide more value. Um, so Dotcom Secrets, Russell Brunson, um, Luke Buscalia Love. And another book that uh, I got into, didn't finish, but sounded amazing in the first three or four chapters. And I listened to this because I was driving. 
was called Radical Wholeness, a recommendation from a friend. Uh, love this book. If you're someone who wants to think in a contrarian way, um, or at least contrarian to modern day thinking, uh, you're going to like this book. It's a little repetitive. Um, at least what I listen to is a little repetitive. But the premise is fantastic. The premise is wonderful. And I really wanted to dive into this. I will continue to dive into this at a deeper level. Um, speaking of, I don't even want to, I don't want to ruin it for you guys because it sounds a little woo-woo, but getting out of your head and learning to have a deeper level of intuition uh, is really what this is about. Is so many of us mm, prioritize isn't the right word, but uh, emphasize maybe the brain. We emphasize our ability to think. And there's been some really interesting research showing that um, people who ultimately succeed have a greater, a greater level of intuition that exists in their nervous system, in their body, in their gut, in their heart, rather than just in their mind. And they proved this um, with many different studies showing that, hey, if this person is um, you know, more successful, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, they have a greater ability to connect with their body, with their heart, with their gut. And we've, you've heard, I have that gut feeling, oh, I know it in my heart, right? We've all heard that stuff, but these guys are quantifying it. And so spending time in meditation, spending time with your feelings, spending time with, you know, gosh, how, how, do, how does this, this situation feel to me rather than think? And your body inherently knows, which is really powerful. And uh, this is something that I think I've become better at, especially as a coach. Uh, I can sit there and look at your face and know everything about you before you open your mouth. I can look at your body language. I can feel your energy. It sounds woo, I know, but it's the truth. And uh, you can just you can see someone's expressions, you can see their posture, you can see their body language. And I go, I know everything about this person before they ever said a word to me. And I think it was actually misattributed to Aristotle. I use this quote often, but it's misattributed. It's not Aristotle. It was someone, someone summarizing Aristotle. It says, "Your who you are speaks so loud, I cannot hear what you say." And uh, that was not Aristotle, but someone who was summarizing Aristotle's work. Um, that was, it's, it's such a great quote. It's so true, right? Who you are speaks so loud. I cannot, I can hardly hear what you say. There's something to that effect. A couple more things to wrap up. A tip, a tip, a training tip. I want to give you guys a tip. What's a great tip? If you guys want to have a question, if you have a question about how I can help you with training, just fire it over to me on Instagram, the Muscle Intelligence Podcast Instagram, or uh, the Muscle Intelligence um, Facebook group. I'd love to have you guys all join me in there. Um, this one is to do with ultimately where it came from is why I started yoga. And the tip is different than that. But imagine getting up off the couch. So many of us spend a lot of time sitting. We're driving. We're sitting at a desk. We're sitting on the couch. And then we get up or maybe we get up out of bed and we go straight to the gym. And we start loading our muscles and loading our spine and you know our joints and all this stuff. So you're asking your muscular system or your skeletal system to create force, generate force um, in this position that ultimately has become in some way shaped like a chair. So you're changing the posture of your pelvis, the spine, the orientation of your head. And because you're literally walking from one thing to the next, you haven't prepared your body for that. You haven't prepared your body to deadlift, to squat, to, to whatever you're about to do to subject it to load. Uh, you're, you're coming in this kind of tight position and you're like, I'm going to warm up by just warming up. 
and I think mobility is very underrated. I, I, I don't think you have to become a yogi, right? I don't think you have to do it every day. I just think I would encourage you to consider this reality of uh, taking the joint, every joint in your body, through its entire range of motion every day. And that could be something as simple as yoga, which is why I did it, because it's this like controlled, uh, incredibly beautiful way of learning to take your body into uncomfortable positions and stay there and then sink your mind and your breath and your movements. Um, but just moving your spine, moving your shoulders, moving your hips, moving your ankles, moving your neck through all these different ranges, even your eye muscles, right, um, is very important to not only keeping what you've got, but improving what you've got. And allowing your body to access these ranges is vital in health, in muscle, right? If I can't get into a range, I can't train a the muscle there. So guess what happens? If I load something and I can't get into a range, well, the range that you wanted to get into before is lost. Use it or lose it. So I need to be able to access all the range of motions that my body can ultimately access. And I think there's absolutely an ability to build muscle while maintaining mobility. You don't need to become a muscle-bound meathead. Uh, you know, that's my favorite term to use endearingly. So something to think about, guys. Um, so why I started yoga, we're, we're sinking breath, movement, and stability um, and with the mind. And I think that's so awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm not attached to the mechanism. I'm just attached to the end result. And I think it's wonderful. Um, a quote, again from Seneca. If your choices are beautiful, so too will you be. And I love that. And I think um, if we start our day or start framing our choices around, hey, man, is this a beautiful choice? Is this a, is this a love-centered choice? You know, does, does this person that I'm speaking with know that this comes from my heart? I, mean, that's made, I understand there's situations in life where you don't lead with the heart. But if your choices are beautiful, so too will you be. And the person I'm grateful for today is Dr. Jordan Shallow. And as I think about my life over the last two years, he came into my life, um, you know, and he would probably tell you that um, maybe I was mentoring him a little bit at the time and his business has taken off. And I'll tell you, that guy's impacted my life more than anybody you know, in the last little while, because even from a distance, I haven't seen him in a year. But uh, just seeing his growth, just seeing his, his um, diligence with his business, his diligence as a human, his training, his relationships, and his commitment to working hard. I love that guy. If you guys don't know who Dr. Jordan Shallow is, I've done a podcast with him, I think, two or three times anyways. Uh, incredibly brilliant um, and uh, just an awesome human being and taught me a lot about training. I know we had a lot of mutually beneficial conversations. Uh, I'm sure he's contributed to my thought as much as I've contributed to his and uh, one of my favorite humans in this space. And uh, Jordan, I know you're probably not listening, but... I'm grateful for you, man, and um, thank you for being part of my life and for inspiring so many people to live an intelligent life and take an intelligent approach to training. His business is called Prescript um, and really dives into strength training, really dives into mobility and stability. Um, so if you want someone else to improve your understanding of mobility and stability, Jordan's a great resource for that. Um, so that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, one piece of housekeeping I want to throw out that if you are interested in joining the mentorship uh, we are doing 30 people again. Max is always capped at 30. And we are beginning October 15th, uh, 2020. So that's going to be three months. It will go, we'll break for Christmas and New Year's and then restart in January. Um, so if you're interested, um, I'm taking 30 high-level clients. There's an interview process. We'll jump on the phone, talk about your goals, why you want to do it, and if you're going to be a fit. 
And uh, if you're interested, then let us know at ben at muscleintelligence.com and someone will get back to you to book a call or tell you a little more about it first. So uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being part of the Muscle Intelligence mission. Today's podcast is brought to you guys by Real Mushrooms. I just got sent a kilogram of lion's mane, and I felt like a kid at Christmas. It was amazing, or it is amazing. And I'm experimenting with higher dosages because uh, I want to see what it feels like to do five grams at a time. If I'm noticing a difference, I did five grams before this podcast, and my brain feels pretty darn lit. Um, so rather than having to be attached to these substances that are ultimately unhealthy, I'm taking, looking for things that are going to support health of the brain, health of the mind and the nervous system. So, you know, I'm very much attached to, to this precursor of health with anything that goes into my body. For the most part, I try to be. Um, so um, shout out to Real Mushrooms and you can go to realmushrooms.com slash Ben and get, wait for it, wait for it, 30% off, which is freaking amazing. Uh, no one does 30% off your first order. Um, and this quality of mushroom guys is second to none. I know a lot of the mushrooms out there claim to be high quality, but um, these guys have some really interesting research that you know, I don't want to throw anybody to the bus because I don't know who who it is. But many of the large brands aren't actually using mushrooms. It's apparently legal if they grow mushrooms on mycelinated grain, uh, which is basically oats and wheat and sorghum. And they can grow these mushrooms and then they can actually sell the grain as mushrooms because the mushroom grew in the grain, which is super interesting. So you're getting much less mushroom. And these guys only use the fruiting body of the mushroom, which is pretty significantly different. 100% organic, uh, highest quality. It's all I use and it's so good in my coffee and I use the reishi. And they've also got something called the five defenders, which I love. Um, so during this time where we need immunity, they've got the Five Defenders product. Um, they've also got a, a vitamin or a um, mushroom-based D2. They've got a D2 and zinc now, so that are all mushroom-based products to support immunity because this is a huge thing. I know they're often sold out of those products. So if you're interested, go get it now so you don't get um, shut out. 30% off realmushrooms.com slash Ben. Thank you guys for being a, a listener. I'm super grateful for you. If you did enjoy the podcast, uh, leave me a review. Let me know and always subscribe because next week or next day, a couple days from now, we're coming back with another amazing guest for you to enjoy. Live your greatest life in a body you love. Thank you for being here. I'm super grateful for your time, for your ear. If there's anything you want to talk about, anything you want to learn, let me know. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.